it has settled down in thee. But knowest thou, this is just a drop. This is just a drop of what I prepare thee for. And I say unto thee, press thy way. Press thy way into prayer. Press thy way into seeking my face. Press thy way into finding time to come aside and seek me. For this is the day that if you will seek me, you shall find me. If you knock, the revelation in the spirit of this kingdom should be opened unto thee. And if you ask in a hungry heart and a thirsty soul, I will baptize thee in the Holy Ghost and the tongues of fire. Those scriptures were never written to be interpreted as salvation. Those scriptures were spoken and written as the revealing and the coming forth of my kingdom as you search for me and seek after me. I caution you. I caution you. Just because you've received an earnest of my spirit, think not that you have this. For this that I'm preparing, this that I'm revealing, this that I am preparing to pour out. Oh my God, I'm seeing a I'm seeing right now in the spirit, I'm seeing a huge picture in the heavens. It's got a huge open in the top and a handle, and it's it's turned about three quarters sideways, or about a quarter sideways, and just a little bit more, and what's in it's fixing to pour out. Fika wa wa ha ha I'm telling you, son. Oh my God. Oh my God, I see a golden oil. <laughs> Whoa, hallelujah. Mighty God. Believe. Believe. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. You don't need me to lay hands on you. Don't doubt. An outpouring's been prepared, a fire has been kindled. Lord's fixing to light you, set you on fire. Hallelujah. Get ready, because I'm going to tell you, when this fire's lit, you ain't going to stop, you ain't going to slow down. There ain't going to be no stopping place. Just like Jesus knew when he, he turned that water to wine, he knew once he'd done that miracle, his ministry would break forth in the earth. There was no, no stopping point, no slowing down, no rest. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. The word that I've spoken unto thee, the moving of my spirit that I've placed in thee, all that I have sent forth into thy spirit shall now be revealed and ignited. The understanding and the light of my word that many of ye have had in your spirit Many of you have heard preached and you didn't understand and I told you just put it aside. It shall now be revealed. It shall now be opened up. Yea, even the eyes of thine understanding shall be enlightened and the living word shall be made alive in thy soul. For the very Christ. Oh, hallelujah, my. Oh, for the very Christ. Mm, he's at the door to be revealed. I'm telling you, children. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I feel something changing in the earth. I feel something changing today. I feel this. I, I, oh my God, I feel it changing. I feel it changing. I feel it turning. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Soak us in. You better not go out of here in a doubting mind. You better not go out of here in unbelief. If you do, you're going to miss this. You better make up your mind. You're going to quit letting things in this natural life hinder you. You're going to miss what God's doing. You're going to miss what God's doing. Because I'm going to tell you something. Things in this natural life are temporal. They're temporary. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Things in this natural life are temporary. You can always get things. You can always get possessions. You can always. God always give you money. God always give you natural things. Amen. God can always give you natural things. He said, labor not for the meat that perishes, but labor for that which is eternal. 
I'm laboring for that which is eternal. Hallelujah. Man, God gave me a revelation while I was gone. I ain't even had a chance to talk to my wife about all of it. But God put a revelation of the, the Christ in me. I didn't think there's anything left. But God's put a revelation of the Christ in me. And Justin was in service last night with me. And he'll tell you, man, I, I mean, them people left there shaking their heads. I mean, they left her shaking her heads. The pastor got opened up the service last night, and I preached Friday night, and he looked at people. He said, man, after Brother Better preached last night, I don't even know if I got the Holy Ghost or not. That's what he told the people. been serving God since 96. And he said, I don't even know if I got the Holy Ghost or not after what Brother Better preached last night. Didn't he? <laughs> Was coming up here this morning, and Justin looked at me. He said, do we have the Holy Ghost? I said, you tell me. I said, and I just looked at him. I said, what's your witness? I looked at him. I said, what's your witness, Brother Justin? What's your witness that the Christ lives in here? What's your witness? You tell me tongues, I'll knock you on top of your head. But we've just received two of the greatest testimonies I've heard in years. And there's a, a young man, I've known him since he's 14. He's probably in his 50s. Him and another man went to Bolivia. His wife texted me, or just posted this in Bolivia to pray for him. And I texted her back. I said, Man, was there in the 80s? And I said, You talking about miracles? You ask my wife, we saw 23 to 25,000 people a night standing under a big circus tent in La Paz, Bolivia, back in the 86. And the power of God fell so strong, she was praying for deaf mutes and God was healing them. She prayed for deaf mute and God healed them in Bolivia in 86. A couple of days later, she texted me and she said, My God. She said, my husband went to a women's prison to preach. Said the Spirit of the Lord fell on him. He starts pre pre preaching in Spanish. Start preaching in their language without an interpreter. Just start preaching the gospel of Christ. Said the whole prison fell on their knees and wept. And God began to pour out the Holy Ghost. He said, when he called me, he said, he's crying so hard. He couldn't even tell me what happened. And me and Brother Michael and Sister Patty had just been talking the night before I got this text, Brother Michael said, Brother Miller, we go to India in these places. Why can't God just anoint us with the language? I said, he's fixing to. I said, he's fixing to. Because there's some places, there's so many different dialects. You've got a crowd of 100, 150, 200,000. You've got to use four different interpreters. I said, God's fixing to anoint us. We're going to speak their language. We ain't going to have to have interpreters. This is God. There's a working of the Spirit of God. Y'all hear me? Lord's fixing to, the Christ's fixing to reveal himself. And I got so thrilled last night before Brother Michael and Sister Patty started coming to church. They had a, a youth group at the church. They used to go to them in Coleman. There was a young man there that he sang and he was, he was a leader of that youth group. He started coming up to our church in Fort Payne somewhere around 2011, 2012. Sing, play, even preach. Y'all remember Brother Nick? Y'all was there when he, when he preached some of them services and God so anointed him he could sing. My God, he's talented. And he saw a bunch of people claiming to be Christians doing ungodly things. Hurt his heart and it drove him away from God. Went out and joined a hard rock band. Hair down to here. Staying drunk and high. Here about three months ago. See, been that long. See, went to church with his mom. God started dealing with him. So he went to church with his mom. But 
she goes to one of them quiet, be still. He said he's sitting up front. Said the Spirit of God hit a woman. Said she's passed out on the floor. He said he looked at him all. Said don't we need to go pray for something? Said people just come in, tote her out. They didn't know what happened to her. He said I knew. The, he knew the spirits later. He wanted to get down there and pray for her. He told himself after that. He said, he said I can't go to this church. <laughs> he knew too much. And I don't know when it happened, but he said. He said he was out of it. He didn't say what. He said, he said I was out of it. He said, and I was writing a song. And he said, I was going through my, wherever he lives. He said, I was looking for some paper and a pencil. He said, write this song down. The words were coming to me. And he said, I was rummaging through some stuff. And he said, and he told me last night, he said, Brother Matter, I found five of your handkerchiefs that you'd give me. He said, a stack of five of your handkerchiefs. And he said, I pulled them up. And he said, when I did, I smelt that oil that you anointed with. And he said, I put them up like that and took a. He said, when I did, the Spirit of God put me out. And he said, when I come to, he said, I was stone cold sober. And God started turning me around. He came to church last night. You tell me my God ain't moving. You tell me my God ain't prepared. This earth for a visit, don't you tell me. There's a lot of people today going to church, they're going to sing, they're going to shout, they're going to dance, they're going to run, they're going to talk in tongues, and they're going to miss the very working of the Spirit of God because they're going to move in tradition, they're going to move in doctrine, they're going to move in what they've been taught, and they're not searching for the truth of the living God. With young men just like him. Got stepping down to get them. And probably for five or six years, just every so often I'd text him. I'd say, I love you, son, I'm praying for you. And I told my wife a while back, I said, something will happen to him. I said, he's fixing to step over God's mercy line and be lost forever. I said, God's going to deal with him one more time. And I said, I pray he hears him. God turned him around. You give up on your loved ones. You get in there and you bombard these heavens for them. I'm telling you, bombard the heavens for them. Because this is the day of visitation. It's the day of your visitation, Hannah. It's the day of your visitation. God's working something in you. You let it take control. God's got a purpose for you. You may never do what I do. You may never do what your Aunt Lisa does. But God's got a place for you. He's got a purpose for you. You'll find it. You ask, he's going to tell you. You seek, he gonna, you're going to find it. You knock, God's going to open this thing up to you. She's being faithful every Thursday morning, come to our Bible study at our house. And that word's starting to just, you feel it working, can't you? It's coming alive for her. It's coming alive for her. But everywhere, it ain't just here, everywhere, the Spirit of God's beginning to work. Spirit of God's beginning to work. You want to walk away from this? Go ahead. <laughs> but if Jesus uh, stepped out there in John 6, he preached and he said, I am the bread of life. I'm not that manna that came down from heaven that your fathers did eat man in the wilderness and die. He said, I'm that living bread. Any man eat of me, he ain't going to die. When he got finished, the disciples at him said that was a hard saying. Many walked away, said it's a hard saying. Who can hear it? We don't we don't know how to take this. Jesus looked at the twelve. He said, Will you also go away? Peter said, uh-uh. <laughs> He said, Where's there to go? He said, You've got the words of eternal life. Jesus said, Just remember one thing the flesh. Profit of nothing. You have churches full of music, entertainment, singing. There ain't nothing wrong with singing as long as it's led with the Spirit of God and anointed. But if you just up there singing, entertain folks, folks go to church now for entertainment. 
That's the reason you'll have an hour, hour and a half, what they call worship service, ten minutes of preaching. We need the Word. We need the Word. Y'all hear me? We need the Word. We need to work into the Spirit of God. Y'all may not understand what I'm saying, but if it, you're privileged. You're privileged. You're privileged. You're privileged. You're privileged. You're privileged to be in this kind of spirit. Hear this kind of revelation of the word you're privileged. They know one of us couldn't go to church somewhere where there's a lot more people. But God doesn't mess us up. He doesn't mess us up. Do what? We're privileged. Y'all hear me? We're privileged. We're privileged. Out of all the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands that Jesus preached to and had miracles, the Bible said that if the books were written of all that He said and done, the world couldn't even contain them. But yet, only 120 believed Him enough to go in that upper room and wait for the promise of the Father. Only 120 out of the thousands and thousands and thousands, thousands He healed, delivered, and set free, preached the Word to Him. Only 120. Amen. Don't look at how small a number we are. Look at how privileged we are that the King of Glory. Now, if y'all think this was planned, y'all crazy. Because Brother Justin can tell you, I was out of it about halfway up here. See, I preached just above Birmingham the last two nights. We drove 400 miles the last two nights. Almost 100 miles down there and 100 miles back. Then got up at 5.30 this morning to be able to come up here and drive another 100 miles because I felt led of the Lord to be here. Now I know why. Whew. My God. But I'm going to tell you, the spirit that was in that church last night was just as strong, wasn't it, Brother Justin? But the Lord didn't lead me this way last night. You know why? They weren't ready. They weren't prepared. They got their minds blowed last night, I can tell you that. The word that come out, the way God revealed Himself. But I'm going to tell you something. Every one of them was just about spellbound. And I took that platform. There's people in that church, the majority of them, never took their eyes off of me. And I preached a revelation of the word. And God's revealing Himself. See the thing is, he wants to. He don't want. He don't want to be stuck over here in your heart. He don't want to be stuck over here. You better let him. I preached a long time ago. Y'all better get God out of the box. Y'all got God in a traditional box. You got him. You got him locked up. Better let him be God. Because we fix need him to be God. Amen. But not box him in. You better let him out of the box. The Lord's been speaking one scripture to me for about three weeks now. When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will testify of me. Y'all hear what I said? Y'all hear what I said? I don't think y'all heard me. I just brought my Bible in from last night because I keep wanting the vehicle to... Keep on the road with me. And I just brought it in last night. It was already marked from the Gospel of John 15. I'm just going to give you some highlights. Buddy, I'm going to tell you if this thing cranks up, we'll be here another two and a half hours. 
Lord, you give me a revelation. She brought it all together in one. Brought it all together in one. If you don't understand what I'm saying today, you better leave it alone. Because <laughs> it's fixing to bear itself out. Y'all with me in John 15? Verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Is that what it says? You know the word witness and the word testify come out of the same word. You shall also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Now go over to 16 in verse 7. John 16 verse 7. Nevertheless I tell you the truth it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of truth, which is the Spirit of Christ, if I don't go away, He can't come. Is that what it says? Is that what it says? It's expedient. It's necessary. It's got to be done. He will not come unto you. But if I depart... I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my, fa my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. y'all see that? She said, I got things to tell you, but you ain't ready. Is that what he said? Turn that on for me, brother. Unless it's already on. Is it on? He said, I got things to, I won't tell you, but you can't bear them right now. You ain't, you ain't mature enough. You can't hear them. And we think we know everything. Jesus talking to men, been with him for three and a half years. Talking to people, ate with him, slept with him. He taught, gave him power to do miracles. Signs, wonders, cast out devils. And, he, and there he is telling them. He said, I got things I want to tell you, but you can't bear them. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Amen. You ain't ready. There's things God wants to show us. Are we ready? Are we ready? Y'all think y'all got everything you needed when God poured out the Holy Ghost? And y'all know what Acts the second chapter says? So when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Didn't say there's in one mind, says there's one one accord. You don't get in one mind of the Spirit puts you in one mind. They were there for one purpose, one accord, because Jesus told them to go. There came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind filled the house where they were sitting. Cloven tongues set upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That ain't word for word, but that's about it. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost as the Spirit gave them utterance. But yes, you go over to the fourth chapter where they got persecuted for healing the man at the gate beautiful and they brought him before the elders. And Galmeo told them, said, you better leave these men alone. So there's been people step up and lead hundreds astray, thousands astray. Said, if it ain't God, it'll come to naught. Said, but this is God, you better leave it alone, lest happily you be found to fight against God. They went back, told them how they'd threaten them, told them that they couldn't teach or preach in the name of Jesus no more. 
the Bible said they got in prayer started praying said Lord behold their threatenings stretch out the hand of thy holy child Jesus and grant signs and wonders and miracles to be done in thy name and it says and the house where they were praying shook and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost some of those same ones that was in the upper room got filled again got filled again Peter and John were there they were in the upper room they got filled again they got filled again y'all hearing what I'm saying yeah you may have had an experience with God but how long goes it been there are people trying to coast off experiences they had 10, 15, 20 and 30 years ago they ain't working they ain't working People's lost their communication, their relationship with God. If we want this, we're going to seek Him. That warning I put out last week, I, I tried to tell people, I said, you're going to miss. You're going to let things hinder. You're going to let cares of life. You're going to let doctrines. You're going to let traditions. Because you're going to tell yourself, well, I got it. I've spoken in tongues. Bible said God, Hebrews 2 and 4, God also bearing them witness, both with signs, wonders, miracles, and diverse gifts of the Holy Ghost, as you yourselves also know. That was the witness. Where's our witness? Where's our witness? Oh, I know people don't like this, but where's our witness? Paul said, I didn't come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom. I come to you in what? Demonstration. I come demonstrating the power. I come in the spirit and power of God. I come in demonstration of the spirit and power of God that your faith might not stand in the wisdom of men, but your faith might stand in what? The power of God. The power's gone. We face now a power move. We face now a power move. Hallelujah. Verse 13, John 16. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, but he shall not speak of himself. Y'all better pay attention to these scriptures because there's going to be a quiz. There's going to be a test when I get through. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. Did Jesus not say, I do nothing of myself, but whatsoever I see my Father do, that I do? Is that not what Jesus said? Do y'all read your Bibles? Then talk to me. We're just in sitting back there last night, and that brother that I was telling y'all about he was sitting back there and I was putting out these kind of statements and asking these kind of questions he just kind of leaned down and looked just and he said I'm, say, I'm afraid to say anything because <laughs> ain't no sense beating around the bush playing around we need to look at ourselves see where we're at we need to get ready we need to prepare how many times has the Lord spoke to us said, And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Where's his temple? He said, I'm going to suddenly, suddenly come to my temple. The Lord whom ye seek. If you ain't seeking him, he ain't coming. If you think you already got this, he ain't coming. But you ain't got this because this ain't never been given. I'm telling you what the, is, is being prepared to be poured out now has never been given to any generation since past. It's never been given. It's what the Lord told me. I went back and listened to those prophecies we posted on YouTube. Some of them go back to 2015 and almost every prophecy. He said, I'm fixing to give you something no generation's ever had. I asked people, you listen to them prophecies? Uh, I asked a lady last night, you listen to them prophecies? She said, yeah, I've listened to them. I said, I listened to three of them at 5.30 this morning. 
Her eyes got big. She said, really? I said, yeah. I said, if I can listen to myself prophesy, surely you can go back and listen to me prophesy. She said, Brother Matter, I can do that. I said, you don't want to listen to them once. I said, you get them in your spirit. Let that word become life to you. Because it it brings to your spirit what God's wanting to do. How He's wanting to visit us. What God's expecting out of you. Amen. You want God, you better seek after Him. I don't care. It's just what I said last week. I don't care how old you are. Don't care how long you've been saved. Don't care how God's used you. What kind of call, anointing. I don't care if you're apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I don't care if you're a worker in the church, God helps government. I don't care what God's called you to do. I don't care how great God's used you. I don't care how many tongues you've talked in, how many miracles you had. If you don't seek God, you're fixing to miss this. Because this ain't never been given. This ain't never been given. Let them go ahead and make fun a little bit longer. Let them go ahead. They mocked the apostles. They mocked Jesus, made fun of him. Made fun of him on the cross, mocked him. They didn't mock him after that Holy Ghost came. They didn't mock him after that day of Pentecost. They turned Jerusalem, turned cities of the world upside down. They didn't mock him then. They hated him then. They read kill him then. Y'all ready to get filled? Y'all ready to get filled? Hallelujah. Y'all still hanging with me? He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. The Holy Ghost in me, the Spirit of Christ in me, shows me things to come. Has for years. If I ever told you something that's going to come to pass, did it happen? About two years ago, I told her. I mean, we wasn't in service. We was just Kathy's house after service. I looked at her and I said, Sister Deborah, I said, God fix and bless you financially. Probably wasn't 48 hours. Showed up in her mailbox. Wasn't even expecting. Didn't even know it was coming. I'm talking about several thousand dollars. She didn't even know it was coming. Just showed up in her mailbox. God will show me things to come. Friday night. Spoke it on Friday night and it came on Saturday. That about as quick. Lord had me minister that to a man to Fort Payne, just show him. I said, I'm speaking to you to let you know God's with me. You know, he went off and told his wife, ah, coming to pass, it'll have to be God. I don't know whether that's God or not. Within two weeks, check for $16,000 showed up in his mailbox. Something come from his company that he had retired from. Didn't even know it was coming. God shows me things. Y'all better be careful. The Lord's reviving a gift he gave me back in the 70s. Your mouth might be saying one thing. I can hear what your heart's thinking. I can hear what your heart's thinking. You can be standing there looking at me, telling me one thing, and I can hear the thoughts and intents of your heart. Brother Miller, really? Yeah, I can do it. When the Spirit of God reveals it, I can do it. I can do it. Better watch what you say and what you think. You better watch what you think about me. Better watch what you say. Because I'm moving in to a fuller measure of the Christ. Hallelujah. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. She said, the Father don't have nothing that ain't mine. All he got's mine. Belongs to me. <laughs> and he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Is that what it says? A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me. 
because I go to my father. Now I'm not going I'm not going to get into the depth of this. I'm going to give you something to think about. I told him people last night, I said, Joe may not understand what I'm preaching, but I'm going to give you something to think about. And buddy, people was writing down scriptures, writing down things I was saying left and right. I mean, just writing them down. Going to go back and study them. I brought a scripture out. and Y'all know Brother Mark Walter. Him and some of his people was there. I brought a scripture out. He raised his head and he looked at me and he looked back down in his Bible and he looked up at me and said, My God, there it is! Right there, on the, right there in the Bible, right there on the page. There it is! See, when God takes the scales off your eyes and reveals his word to you, it's been there all the time. But you can see it, he revealed it to you. Now, You better listen to what I'm telling you. If you ever listen to your pastor, your pastor, before I went down the first night, first thing I said when I stepped in that pulpit the other night, I opened the book of Titus. Paul told Titus, he said, For this purpose I've left you in Crete, that you may set in order the things that are lacking. Why did he leave Titus in Crete? He ordained him to be apostle, ordained elder, set the church in order. And then the second chapter of Titus, he said, Speak thou things which become sound doctrine. That's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, I didn't send you down here to preach. He says, I sent you down here to speak things that become sound doctrine. Because preachers ain't preaching sound doctrine. They're just preaching. They're not establishing people on anything. There's a people coming forth going to be established on the foundation of the apostle and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now y'all listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. When I talk about the Christ, the resurrected Christ, when I talk about that man, Christ Jesus, the resurrected, y'all hear me? Anything that goes on in your mind, you get a mental picture. Yeah, no. Yeah. Y'all been y'all playing India with me? No, no, no. You ask people in India about something and they'll look at you and say, No problem, and they'll roll their head like this and you don't so know if they're saying yes or no. I mean they'll do nothing. Every time I've been over, that's why they do. Can you do that for me? Did y'all do me like that today. If I talk to you about the Christ you get a mental picture of Jesus, do you not? Do you not? Whether resurrected, the Christ is resurrected. Y'all hear me? Jesus may have been ordained to become the Christ, but he had to become the Christ before he ever. He had to become the Christ. No matter what he was ordained, didn't matter what he was born for, he had to possess it. Now, if I say Holy Ghost, What's your mental picture? I'm serious. If I say Holy Ghost, what's your mental picture? Do I need to have a prayer line for deaf and dumbness? Somebody talk to him. What? A dove. That's what you think about, the Holy Ghost. That's a mental picture. But what does that mean? That's what, when you, when you talk about the Holy Ghost being poured out, are you talking about the Holy Ghost moving? See, we compartmentalize the Christ, but we separate it from the Holy Ghost. You can't separate it no more. You can't separate it no more. I took some scriptures last night. I said, how many of y'all in here got the Holy Ghost? Oh, buddy, they raised their hands. I went back to the first chapter of Luke where the angel of the Lord spoke to Zechariah and said, John the Baptist shall be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. When Mary got the word from Gabriel, she went up to see Elizabeth. When Elizabeth saw her, the babe leaped 
in Elizabeth's womb because she was she conceived John the Baptist. The Bible says Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And the babe leaped in her womb. Is that not what it says? I said, y'all get John the Baptist's Holy Ghost or y'all get Elizabeth's Holy Ghost? And then I went over to John 10, uh, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil for God was with him. I said, is that the Holy Ghost you got? But Mark said, that's the one I want. I looked back at him and said, I don't. I said, I want the resurrected Christ. Spirit of the resurrected Christ. Because when Jesus walked this earth and ministered, the Spirit of the resurrected Christ had not been given. You don't think I know what I'm preaching? You don't think I know what I'm talking about? You open your Bibles to John, 7th chapter. Like that feller said one time, I'll learn you a thing or two. <laughs> Are y'all following with me? I'm fixing to tie this thing together quick. I'm telling you, I'm fixing to tie it together quick. Lord gave me a revelation even when I was preaching last night and on into this morning that I ain't uttered a word to nobody. Y'all with me in the Gospel of John? You with me, Hannah? Verse 37. And in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You ever quoted that? You ever heard it preached? You believe it? But this make he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. That means the Spirit of the Christ, which is now the Holy Ghost and the Christ are one. It had not been given because it couldn't be given till he was glorified. That's why he said it is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the Holy Ghost can't come. If I don't die and resurrect and be glorified, then the Holy Ghost wishes a comforter which is the spirit of truth, uh, which is the Christ that can't come. i got to do this. Y'all remember when I gave y'all the revelation of Jesus and the Holy Ghost, spiritual DNA becoming one? And he became the Christ. I don't care what the operation of God was in the Old Testament. He's one now. There is no Holy Ghost separate of the Christ. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of the Christ. It is the Spirit of the Christ. When you've got the Son, you've got the Father. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who is the Father of all, through us all, in us all. Jesus and the Christ are one. Jesus became the Christ. Him and the Holy Ghost intertwined spiritually. And the Spirit of the, Spirit of the Christ, that is the Holy Ghost, and when it comes, it brings the Christ. It don't just bring an anointing. It just don't bring power. It brings the nature and the mind and the disposition. It brings the Christ. Why? They're one. You can't separate them. I took that Play-Doh last night and I took about four or five colored strands and I wound them together. I said, just like spiritual DNA. Y'all ever seen a graft of DNA? It's like a twisted, crooked ladder, five or six different colors. And I said, 
What the Lord spoke to me and took me out in that vision showed me in 2013 every miracle Jesus had, every devil he cast out, every trial he went through, every temptation. And I just started winding that stuff together. I said everything that Jesus done, I said he become, he, he become more one with the Holy Ghost that was living in him. He become until you couldn't separate him. Until he died and was resurrected. And now him and the Holy Ghost are one. He's become the Christ. He's become the Christ. He's become the Christ. And he said in Colossians that it pleased God that in him should dwell all. Should dwell the fullness of the Godhead where bodily in Christ. The fullness of the Father's in him. All power in heaven and earth is in him. The Holy Ghost is in him. You can't separate him. He's one. How you gonna separate him? He become the Christ. When you say Holy Ghost now, anything after the resurrection, you say Holy Ghost, it's the Spirit of the Christ. It's the Spirit of the resurrected Christ. Maybe just a portion. Brother Michael got up five thirty this morning, was drinking coffee and getting everything together to leave so we get up here. Brother Michael said, I don't know where I'm going this morning. I said, just go in there and ask them which Holy Ghost they got. John the Baptist, Holy Ghost. Elizabeth, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I just go ask them which one they got. He said, he said, that's what's on my mind. I said, oh my God. I said, they're going to throw you out of that church. <laughs> so he's coming over and he called me. He said, Brother Metter. I said, what? He said, Jesus appeared to him after his resurrection, breathed on him, said, receive the Holy Ghost. He said, which Holy Ghost is that? <laughs> I said anything after the resurrection, Brother Michael, is the Spirit of the Christ. I said he was putting a foundation in them, preparing them to receive what they were going to receive on the day of Pentecost. They had to go through the next few days. Because after Jesus was crucified, they locked themselves behind closed doors, afraid of the Jews. They afraid the Jews going to kill them too. He had to strengthen them. He had to encourage them. He had to put something in them. Anything you read after the Christ, anything you read after the resurrection, you read about the Holy Ghost, it's the spirit of the resurrected Christ. Y'all hear me? Why? Can't separate them. You can't separate Jesus from the Christ now. You can't separate the Holy Ghost from the Christ. They become one. Messing with you, ain't it? They become one. Acts 2.36 said even this Jesus whom you crucified he's become both Lord and Christ so when you talk about the Christ you talk about the spirit of the Christ you talk about the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost ain't going to bring nothing now except the spirit of the resurrected Christ doesn't matter how big a measure it brings it in it's the spirit of the resurrected Christ amen I'll get into this more when I get back but I'm going to give y'all something to study. I told them people last night, I said, I'm going to mess with you. Y'all better get ready. And I did. And I said, y'all set out on me. I said, I'm going to set out on y'all. And I was preaching, and I felt them set out on me, and I just walked over the bench and sat down. Turned my back to them. Little Michael was sitting like right up here, and I was sitting right there. I said, you watch them. And I said, they get ready for me to start preaching. I said, you tell me, and I'll get up and start preaching again. I said, but y'all going to see what I'm preaching? I said, I ain't going to preach to you. I'm tired of fighting religious spirits. I'm tired of fighting tradition. Brother Harry got up last night. When he opened the service, I couldn't hear him. I was in the back. He said, man, after Brother Metter preached last night, he said, I don't even know if I got the Holy Ghost. My God, I wonder what he thought the time I got through last night. <laughs> Seriously. What's our witness? What's our witness? was coming up here and Brother Justin kept looking at me he said man he said I don't even know if I got the Holy Ghost or not start seeking start getting ready cause the Christ fix to take his abode in here don't worry over this don't fret over it. if you don't understand it just leave it alone 
There's a revealing of it. There's a revealing of it. Amen. There's a revealing of it. And I don't know if I told y'all this last week or not. But I told some of the people last night. I said, what happened on the day of Pentecost? God did not pour it out on the people, Sister Pat. He poured that on leadership. All those in that upper room were ordained for leadership to get them ready for the 3,000 was fixing to be saved to set the church in order. They had to have leadership. we got to have leadership. That makes sense to you? Lord conditioned them for those 40 days, however many times He appeared to them, told them about things pertaining to the kingdom of God, told them what to get ready for, told them what they're fixing to step into. But he had to have somebody prepared to lead those 3,000 that got saved on the day of Pentecost. If he didn't have somebody prepared for lead, who's going to lead them? You tell me Peter going to preach, 3,000 going to get saved, repent, and get baptized, and then they ain't going to have nobody to lead them? I don't think God does things like that. I think the Lord going to cause 3,000 to be convicted and get saved. He's going to put leadership in place. He put leadership in place. I believe the Holy Ghost fell on the people later. But those that was in that upper room, they were ordained for leadership. They were ordained for apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, helps, governments, workers. Amen. That makes sense to anybody? Had to have leadership. Because somewhere a little bit later on, they turned around and another 5,000 got saved. So there in just a few years, 8,000 people repenting and got saved. And it says in the second chapter of Acts, as many as should be saved was added to the church daily. Who's going to lead them? Who's going to lead them? If I went downtown Elegy and preached on the courthouse steps and God saved 1,000, who's going to lead them? Who's going to teach them? Who's going to instruct them? Y'all understand where I'm coming from? It's time for the Lord to raise up laborers. Jesus looked out on people, Matthew 9, he saw them as sheep scattered, having no shepherd. The Bible said he was moved with compassion. He said, pray ye therefore to the Father. They sent forth laborers into the harvest. He said, because my people are like sheep scattered. They don't have nobody to lead them. don't have nobody to teach them. don't have nobody to instruct them. People aren't being taught the things of God. And I don't mean to sound so harsh or so critical, but my God, every church service you go through about the same thing. Singing, shouting, dancing, jerking, talking in tongues. I'm not against it. But somewhere you mature out of that. I've done it when I first got saved. We all did. But you mature out of that. You learn how to begin to contain the working of the Spirit of God. How's the Lord going to visit us, instruct us, and talk to us if every time the Spirit of God shows up, we pitch a Holy Ghost fit, go crazy, and pass out? He got to be able to talk to us. If every time the Spirit of God moves and comes in your presence, Hannah, and the Spirit of God overwhelms you, and can't talk to you, and can't instruct you, and can't teach you. It's not doing you any good. It's sure not doing him any good. How many times has the Lord led me to somebody for me to minister to them? And I start, man, put my hand on them, start ministering to them. And all they do <laughs> Then they come to me and say, Can you tell me what God told me? No. You should have been listening to what God told you. Well, Brother Metter, I was overcome with the Spirit. I said, you think I wasn't? You was on the receiving end. I was on the giving end. It takes more discipline on the giving end than it does on the receiving end, whether y'all understand it or not. You got to be disciplined for that Word to flow out of you like that. That power be on you. 
You think about such an anointing in prayer clause. And them things probably been laying in that young man's closet for five or six years. And when he picked him up, that anointing was still there. Man, that just broke my spirit last night. I was so glad to see that young man. Because I kept texting him all through the years. I'd text him every six months or every so often. I'd say, I'm praying for you, son. And I'd text him here about a year or so ago, and he texted me back, and he said, Preacher, he said, I didn't even know anybody cared. He said, I've lost my relationship with God. I've lost my wife. I've lost my home. He said, I lost everything they had in the natural. He said, I'm about ready to give up on everything. He said, I didn't even know anybody cared. I said, I care, and I'm praying for you. Thank God he turned him around. I mean, ability, great ability. If he gives himself over to God, great ability. God ain't raising up dummies. He's raising up people that will yield to his spirit. Amen. I hope you all appreciate this today. Because I'm going to tell you something. God's talked to us. How many of you all know God's talked to us? God's talked to us from the beginning of the service right on through. God's talked to us. Amen. God's talked to us. Now, y'all need to remember next Sunday we'll be in Fort Payne because that's our fifth Sunday. And I'm just going, I got to have you help. Got to have you help. Spiritually, prayerfully, financially, I got to have you help. So hold my hands up. Hold up this church. I'm pulling some ministers together. Wednesday, Thursday, I mean Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. We're just going to pray and study the Word. ain't going to be no preaching. We're going to discuss the Word. We're going to talk about this kingdom. I believe God's fixing to get leadership ready. I do. I believe there's going to be a revealing of the Christ. Just like God's trying to reveal to us. I believe this revelation God started putting to me is going to come out in a full measure and a maturity. And we're going to know what's expected out of us. We're going to know what's going to be revealed in us. We got here for prayer Monday. Had two people here to church. Never been here before. Heard me on the radio. Lady said, I heard you preaching that word. And I said, My God, I got to go meet that man. <laughs> Is that not what she says, Sister Deb? And stayed and prayed with us. And invited us. They have a Bible study here in Elegy on Friday night. Since we get through these meetings next two or three weeks. I'm going to go through Bible study and then I'm going to go through church. Brother Justin said there's a lady probably in her 70s comes in angles every Saturday. She started talking to him. Asked him what is said what's your pastor's name? Told him, he said is that the one on the radio on Sunday evening? He said yeah. He said my God that man's a word preacher. He said I ain't never heard nobody preach the word. He said my God that man preaches the word. So excited. This word's getting out. This word's getting out. You hear me? It's getting out. I ain't responsible for what people do with it. I'm responsible for preaching. It's getting preached. This kingdom's getting preached. People hearing it. It's going to bring forth fruit. It's going to bring forth fruit. Y'all hear me? It's going to bring forth fruit. We got Thursday, Friday, probably Saturday. And I'm going to preach at the church Sunday. And I need some help financially to help sustain these ministers when they come in. A lot of them have already committed to paying for their own place to stay. But I would like to have what it takes to, you know, help feed them, take care of them while they're there. We ain't going to be doing no big feasting or anything because we're going to be seeking the Lord but still you got 10 or 12 people together for 3 days I don't have to be trying to multiply no fish and loaves I didn't even get a smile out of some of y'all on that do what's right in God's eyes
Amen. Do what's right in God's eyes. Y'all appreciate this word today? You appreciate the working of the Spirit? I do. And y'all pray for my strength because I'm probably going to go somewhere and collapse. I preached two nights and the way that, I'm going to tell you, that spirit of prophecy hit me back there. I didn't know if I was going to stay on my feet. That thing was unbelievably strong. Unbelievably strong. Hallelujah. And y'all know the way the spirit moved this morning, it had to be the spirit of God because Brother Metter didn't have physical strength to do what God done through me this morning. It had to be God. Amen. Please honor the Lord. Please do what's right. Honor the Lord in your tithe. Honor the Lord in your offerings. Hallelujah. Let's stand and come and do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. I appreciate the Lord today. My goodness, what a great, 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 great move of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. How many of y'all know God's good? Somebody asked one time, said, Brother Mary, do you have to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? I said, well, I said, I wouldn't want to go across the street without him. Amen. I wouldn't. I need Christ in my life. And I got so tickled. And Sister Patty, last night after service, because I stayed with Brother Michael, Sister Patty in Fort Payne. They drove me down the meeting, and then Brother Justin got to come down and go last night. And we was coming back. I think we was coming back. And... Was coming back or was we already back? I can't remember. But Sister Patty said, I'm going to tell you one thing. She said, anytime Brother Metter comes, she said, I'm just going to turn my recorder on on my cell phone. Because when he started preaching last night, said yesterday afternoon, said he sat there and talked to us for two and a half hours about this word and the revealing of this Christ and what God was fixing to do. said, I'm just going to turn my cell phone on. Just listen to the man. Say, because the word of God just comes out of him. Ask Justin. He come down there and spent a whole week with us. Everywhere, everywhere you turn, it's the Word of God, wasn't it? Talking about things of God, prayer, moving of the Spirit. Y'all think I'm just this way in the pulpit? Uh-huh, this is my life. I'm this way all the time. Ask your son. Every time he's around me. I mean, it's prayer, study, discussion of the Word, the revelation. God is my life. I ain't going to win this pulpit and get out and cut a bunch of foolishness and get out there and mix and mingle with the world. And I told them last night, I, I said, I'm fixing to step on some toes. I said, if I see you post things about God on Facebook and how great God is, how great God's moving, and in the next post you so mad and upset over a ball game, I said, I ain't got a lick of confidence in you. I said, you mind, you still caught up in the world. You still got the world in your heart. You still got the world in your mind. You still got the world in your spirit. Things this world gonna pass away. Is that what Jesus said? He said, "Anything's in the world." He said, "Lust of the eyes, pride of life, lust of the flesh." He says, "Of the world is not of the Father." He said, if "The love of the world's in you. The love of the Father ain't." If you love these things enough, let them upset your spirit, and you gotta sit in front of a television two or three hours, or all day on Saturday and half a day on Sunday, and watch ball games because you ain't got no life in Christ. That's your business. But don't talk to me how great God uses you and how great God anoints you and that God spoke to you and then let me hear you post all this stuff about sports. I ain't got a lick of confidence in your God. Ooh, did I say that out loud? Yes, I did, didn't I? Appreciate the Lord. That's just how I am. When the Lord, when I, when I submitted my life to Christ at 19, Lord started taking stuff out of my spirit. And he said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And Lord started taking things out of my spirit. I didn't have to leave nothing. I started praying, seeking God, studying the word, fasting, and giving my time in prayer. Things started leaving me, Sister Deborah. I didn't have to leave nothing. You don't have to worry about leaving the world. You really get submitted to Christ, the world will leave you. You'll lose that. Things of this world will grow strangely dim. Amen. And you know, I was talking I was talking to somebody and, and they said, Well, you remember that T V show? And I said, No. Oh, you remember it wasn't just a few years back, you remember that that song or that actor? I said, No. You don't remember that man that's on that T V show? 
No, didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. Well, wasn't that long ago, Brother Matter? Surely you... No, didn't watch it. I ain't no different than anybody else. I've just chose my priorities. I've just chose what I feel like God's put in my life. I've chose what I need to bring the anointing forth, to bring the gift and calling of an apostle. That's what I'm choosing. I just changed partners. You used to love and dance. And I changed partners. What did the two sisters, Lazarus' two sisters, one I'm serving, one I'm doing all these things, and got upset her sister because she sat to Jesus' feet. She just got mad and said to the Lord, said, I'm doing all this. She, he said, you're so cumbered about with so many things. He said, but one thing is needful. He said, your sister's chosen the good part. One thing's needful. One thing's needful. That's that word of God. That's sitting at Jesus' feet, hearing that word of life. Amen. Y'all love the Lord. All hearts and minds clear. Man, I appreciate this service. God, my body going to take a whooping over this, but I appreciate this service. It's all right. Okay. I didn't I didn't say the Lord couldn't help me. If God hadn't helped me, I wouldn't be here this morning. I'll tell you that. <laughs> After being on the road for three weeks and now this and fixing me on the road minister next week. My strength comes from him. So we need your prayers. If God blesses you financially this week. Send it on down the line. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Will you talk to them? See if they've hooked this tank up.